0: is based on a BBC drama written by Peter Moffat and it is a 2021 Korean drama that came out on a streaming platform called Kupang Play. So Kupang is like an Amazon in South Korea. It's an e-commerce business that has been around since 2010 and they have been producing their own uh, TV series for streaming. And because this is a streaming platform series and not a Korean television series, it does not have to abide by the Korea Communications uh, Commission's standards for television, meaning it can have cursing it can have sex it can have nudity it can have extreme gratuitous violence it can have bloodshed and it can have smoking and this show definitely takes advantage of all of those qualities and honestly to an extent they kind of abuse it so the show is directed by Yi myung-woo who uh, also directed shows like fashion king punch whisper and the fiery priest And it was written by Kwon Sungu, who wrote for broadcast television. He wrote shows like jung Goddess of Fire, and The Royal Gambler. They've never done a streaming production before. I believe this is their first one. And you can kind of tell because the show, this show has like all of the TV no-no's just put to like full use. Like you have a lot of smoking on this show almost to like a superfluous extent it's almost like we're just watching or fetishizing on-screen smoking because it just hasn't happened in so long for the small screen. Excessive drug use as well. You have some nudity, you have some sex, and there's definitely cursing. But the one thing that I did appreciate about seeing smoking for a TV series that felt welcome to me is that it's an excellent way to generate a beat so that the actors can really take their time and build the tension and work out some kind of power play. And you see a lot of that, especially with the drug dealer Dojitae. If you watch other Korean dramas that are for like KBS, NBC, SBS, TVN, and JTBC, you're gonna see smoking but it's gonna be like the character takes a cigarette when they're frustrated and they put it in their mouth and then they try to light it and then the lighter's not working so they take out the cigarette and they throw it on the ground, right? Like that's almost like a new gimmick that has come to be as a result or a reaction to uh, KCC banning smoking for the small screen, right? So it's like, how does television work their way around these kinds of rules while still suggesting that the character is a smoker, right? But in this show, you see a lot of smoking all the time. You have this very ordinary college boy named Hyunsu. He meets a girl named Kukwa. They drink, they do drugs, and then they have sex. And then he wakes up and sees that she's been stabbed to death. The head detective, Sangbom, is about to retire and then he needs to close this case before his retirement and he's very hasty with the process, which gets Hyunsoo put in prison even though he claims he is innocent and did not kill Right? The show's legal proceedings, particularly in how the attorneys make arguments for prosecution and the defense, are revealing the, the the justice system's weakness when it comes to proving somebody's innocence, whereas it is very easy to prove somebody's guilt. There are shots in this show that seem to question cultural leanings that the media and the prosecutors take when it comes to victims of femicide and misogyny. So back in the spring of 2016, there was a 23-year-old young Korean woman who was stabbed to death inside a public restroom by the Gangnam Station exit. And the man who killed this woman claimed to have murdered her, even though he doesn't know her, they're complete strangers, he murdered her because she's a woman, because he was sick and tired of being ignored by women in general. And then following this incident, there was a lot of uproar and outcry against how the media and the court framed this case to be a random act of killing and violence rather than one motivated by misogyny or, you know, you could term this as femicide, which is killing a woman because she's a woman. So as a result of that outcry, there was a lot of social media Protesting and activism. And then there was a physical form of protest and activism by the Gangnam Station Exit 10, where people post, like, put these uh, sticky post its all over that exit, a way to mourn the victim, but also to call out how the um, socio political environment is dealing with this kind of social malaise. There's a shot in One Ordinary Day where you see flowers and a bunch of post-it notes stuck in front of the victim's house after her case is opened. And I found this to be a deliberate choice that the director made in response to the sticky note activism that took place back in 2016. There are a lot of curious choices for me throughout the series, like Hyunsoo slowly getting turned into this hard-ass badass, like... (laughs) It's like he's like this innocent boy turned into this broken hard ass by doing work for a drug dealer, uh, by being in the Who Scout, by being bullied, right? I mean, is the argument here that society and the way society is picturing this young man is influencing the way that this young man is solely becoming, right? It's like which which one came first, society's uh, depiction or, or presumptions of this young man or... Or were these potentially in this young man in the first place i don't really understand why the drug dealer Tochite had to um force Hyunsu to snort meth right like dealers that are like well put together like that they don't really abuse their own supply so that was like a weird character choice for me for a guy who's been in prison for over 10 years and was on like you know in top of the food chain like why is he so careless like i don't understand the way he died so suddenly okay like that was also a shock to me because i i liked i liked him okay like i liked the guy i mean why are you killing him off so suddenly so easily too my favorite part about this show is cha seung-wan who plays attorney shin jung-han now shin jung-han or shin jung-hada is an adjective in korean that means careful and meticulous and the irony of course is that shin jung-han doesn't seem like a careful, meticulous guy in the beginning. He's like covered in eczema. He has long hair. He wears sandals. His feet is covered with a skin disease. He's messy. You know, he's sloppy. He's like, he just looks really overworked, you know, down on his luck. I read uh, Louise Hayes book, You Can Heal Your Life. And they have this chart with ailments and then metaphysical meanings for those ailments. And for eczema, the source is antagonism. jung works as this quickie attorney for criminals who are involved in petty crimes for a very small fee, and that's how he makes his living. And he's also a divorcee. He's backed up on child support payments, all right? His wife doesn't like him, okay? He doesn't feel like a well-respected attorney in his field, all right? And all of these things probably built up a lot of, you know, antagonism in his psyche, right? I mean, how how could he live without it? Uh, on top of this, his job is primarily to defend small-time criminals, okay? To be the defender of people who commit crimes and to make a living that way, of course, that's going to also contribute to his own sense of antagonism. His client Hyunsu however, is different in that he is innocent, and Shin jung believes his innocence and, and does everything he can to defend him, but the court society and the media, they're all against him, right? And as a defender of this very disliked young man, the antagonism is felt even more deeply by Shin Jung Han because he's at the front of all of it. Despite all that, he stands his ground, remains a faithful defender to Hyun Su, and for that reason, he's very beloved, at least for me. I also love Cha Seung Won because He's just a wonderful performer. I think he's amazing at dramatic acting. I also think he's amazing at comedic acting. He's very skilled in both. And even though this show is a thriller noir, it has plenty of comedic uh, moments and comic relief because of Chen ja seung performance. Hyunsu, on the other hand, he has asthma, okay? So asthma's metaphysical meaning is stifled feelings, all right? And the inability to breathe for oneself, I interpret this as coddling, okay? Coddling to the point of debilitation. So Hyunsu gets pulled in all different directions by all these different people. You have the drug dealer guy inside the prison. You have the prison bullies. You have the prosecutor. You have the chief detective. You have the attorney. And then you have another attorney who's trying to work on his case pro bono. And then you have his family. And then most importantly, you have the girl who got inside his car in the first place, Kuka. What I found very shocking about Hyunsoo was his willingness to just let random things happen to him. You know? Like, let this girl get in his car. Let this girl steal ice cream from the vendor. Let this girl hand him drugs that he just takes without questioning what they are, right? And like... I, just, I was just like, what's with the carelessness of this guy? I mean, he, maybe he has too much tr- trust in the world. You know, like, what's, what's the deal? Like, have some agency. This is your body. This is your life. Hyunz's inability to breathe for himself and letting others do the breathing and the talking for him is what causes his asthma. Think about breath breathing. It's something that we do subconsciously. We don't think about it. It's just just something that happens. It's as natural as falling asleep and waking up, but Hyunsu needs an inhaler. He is not able to breathe on his own. Think about breath in another sense. Breathing is something that we do in order to recenter ourselves when we're anxious or distraught or disturbed, right? It's something that we just do so that we can come back into alignment Hyunsu can't do this without an inhaler it shows some kind of weakness yes i think that's why maybe we see him standing at the rooftop at the end of the show i mean we don't know whether or not he jumps but he's up there he's doing something very precarious with his life okay just like he had been at, at the beginning of the show how will he move on with everything how will he move on from all the things that have that have happened to him if he is not able to breathe himself back into his normal self when there's a victim of sexual assault or murder, there's really nothing that the law or society or culture could ever do to equally and justly make up for that incident. Like that incident will never go away. This young woman who died she's never going to get her life back so really in a way the show is kind of tragically pointing to a very difficult thing that human beings have a hard time facing which is that there really is no such thing as sufficient justice like when somebody dies or somebody gets hurt as human beings we always look for somebody to blame Somebody to take responsibility for that horrible pain that is caused as a result of losing somebody. There's nobody that can, you know, compensate for that, really, you know. But the law tries to do what it can. And ultimately, somebody is going to be taking the blame for that life. Even though we have a justice system, that justice system is always going to be insufficient even if it makes improvements even if it changes certain things it will always remain insufficient when it comes to making up for a human person's life or making up for you know that human person's trauma all we have is blame and i think to some extent this show does question is blame enough is blame productive No, I think I think this question does kind of linger there a little bit.